I'm lost in this lounge, don't know what to do To figure out what's happening with this pirate crew There's so many channels, don't know where to go To find out who's going next on this crazy show If you wish there was a place with a clear loud voice Then check out TBA on your device of choice Talking about alliance on your device of choice Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Hirsch and Ari are here for you to make sense of it all so you don't have to. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Welcome to a very exciting episode of Talking About Alliance. Episode three, we are in the season, we have Marooned and we have Split Tribes. I am Ari, joined as always by Hirsch, who has his brand new Gobi Goobers buff on as a skull cap. Welcome in, Hirsch. Hello, hello. Good to see so many uh, guests on the other end of the line. We, we do have guests here. Uh, I am in Colorado and we are recording with Bird. Hi, friends. Peanut Butter. Yellow. And Jessica. Bye. Hello, so it should, hello. should be a lot of fun. I, I would imagine so with this group. How, how are you all doing? You know, this is wacky. <laughs> I think this is the first, this is definitely the first recording where either of us have been outside of our own houses. This is very true. In person with anyone else. I mean, it's the first one that's been outside of my house. So yes. We could, we could do that next time. Do it in a park or in a tree. <laughs> we thought about it, but it may about not it. be raining. Also, <laughs> not sure about the Wi-Fi quality. This is true. <laughs> Only some of us can get into the result. You're a bird. How could you not get in a tree? <laughs> I have let the, the, the listeners know I throw, but I don't know how to do it in audible stuff. Mm. <laughs> Well, so um, we talked about we've talked about the cast, but we did not talk about one cast member who I believe was a late addition. Do we ever get the full story on how Sully joined the cast? I believe. I believe. And so, yeah, possibly going to play next season, but they just bumped him up a season, and we're hoping that he's still able to play okay with with the scheduling issues. Yeah, he'd, um, according to Ryan, he'd actually also been considered heavily for um, Mojo Desert, but evidently didn't make the cut. And um, it was a cut. I guess. I don't know. And they kept him around for a, a later date. And, um, and, and so they kind of called him into, they called him up um, here when they had a, I guess it was Mitch who dropped out and they had to, to rally to get somebody to, to make that 16th spot. So yeah, Sully, uh, Sully came in late, but uh, I, I know the lounge because he was old FML was happy to see him. Yeah, and I think you and I know Sully um, a little bit more through FML. And I, I think he's definitely an exciting person to have in this cast. Uh, someone who's kind of been around for a while, knows the ropes a little bit um, and a familiar face. And also, I mean, you think about like the drive-in report that he would put together every week. I mean, that's clearly someone who can be dedicated to a task like this. And that's a very useful skill in this game, especially if we're looking at a check-in challenge, hopefully today. We'll see. I mean, I have, um, I expressed some reservations as to whether we might actually get a check-in challenge because I, I question if you could do a, a 24-hour challenge rolling into a Monday when you have no guarantee as to what people's availability will be, um, even if it is Memorial Day, um, so that might be asking a lot of the um, of the shipmates to uh, to make themselves available like halfway or like three quarters of the way into a Monday when we don't really know if they might have to work or not. Despite uh, the youth of some of these kiddos, most of them are probably going to be on summer break and um, would be able to participate. Um, doesn't say that they will. Um, but like uh, we know that uh, it's Crystal. Is she the nine one one operator? I think it's Gwen. Gwen, yeah, Gwen is. Gwen also, by the way, just found out this morning through DMs, a mother of four. Good grief! I did see that. 
So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious if we're going to get a check-in challenge here, considering that it's rolling into what could be a work day for some of these uh, for some of these uh, for some of these uh, cast members. Is Memorial Day a better or worse time for a check-in challenge than Easter Sunday? <laughs> That's a good question and a fair question. I would say um, I would say Sunday is probably I would say Easter Sunday is probably more inconvenient. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. The reference being to Discordia, which had that challenge, and some people on stage during church having a check-in on their phones. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like we should expect that, given that it's been a staple in every season so far, having a check-in challenge, or not necessarily a check-in challenge, but some sort of 24-hour challenge of okay. various participation. And... Uh, the email that we looked at, I think sort of implied that there might be a thing involving steering a boat and maybe you have yeah. to have different shifts of people covered to steer. Is it possible? Everyone needs to steer. Don't let your crew down. Don't run into anything. I don't think this doesn't sound like uh, the challenge that got tested because that was more... Uh, that there was more of a battle involved in that sneak preview possibly of uh, something later in the season. So uh, yeah, it, I, I'll be, uh, yeah. I, we'll, and there wasn't a lot of steering involved in that. That was just moving from spot to spot. So uh, yeah, this sounds like something we haven't seen or didn't see in testing and, and, and will look like it, it will involve multiple hands on deck. See what I did there? <laughs> So we have the tribe splits. Um, so we have two tribes, the Leviathan tribe. I don't think I quite know how to pronounce either of these, but that tribe consists of Cece, Dano, Deadly, Flair, Gwyn, Mason, and Mini Ninja. And then the Scylla tribe, Scylla. Uh, I think it's Scylla. Scylla. What are they yeah. named after? Do we know that? Oh, I know they are Leviathan both. is. They are both named after mythical sea monsters. Did you just say the Leviathan is a roller coaster? It is. It's also a mythical, mythical sea creature. Yes. That's where the name came from. <laughs> they named the sea yes. creature after the roller coaster. They are both named after. They are both named after uh, Knott's Berry Farms roller coasters. You are correct, Ari. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so the Red Scylla tribe has Jamal, Moss, RD224, uh, Jess, the other Jess, Sands, uh, Crystal, Sully, and Zach. Uh, and I think, so I think early on we've seen more action from the Leviathan tribe. Definitely. Uh, Scylla, uh, did, we, did we establish that Jamal will be going by Jamal? Um, I don't know if we established that. And, and Crystal had had a was it Crystal who had a late name change? Went back to Crystal. Um, I think the only person who kept didn't keep their name from the dossier is uh, was uh, Paula, who's gone by Mini Ninja. Mini Ninja. Uh, but yeah, Scylla is uh, or Scylla. Um, I'll ask I'll ask uh, Ryan to be sure. Um, is definitely on the um, the more uh, subdued side of things right now. And oh, so we did not see the rumored millennials versus Gen Z tribe split. For better or worse, I think we ended up with uh, four uh, Gen Z on Leviathan, maybe, and maybe three on Scylla, and uh, equal uh, equal gender splits. Three uh, three ladies on each of the tribes, so it's an, it's a, it's a it's a it's a good even split. It's a good split, and uh, I've definitely been pre pretty happy so far with the casting. Uh, from what we've seen, it looks like an active and fun group. Seventy, so maybe not as active. Yeah, I mean, it is it is early days, and um, and it is a holiday weekend, and we've. I, I would say, if I had to grade based on activity, maybe like a B minus C, just to <laughs> kind of set a baseline. Really, because the activity we have seen has definitely been encouraging. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely lower level, and I think yeah. that you know, with people new to Alliance and not knowing exactly what to expect, 
Um, we kind of had the discussion during marooning about why are they not talking? Is this just they don't know what's telling them to, and this is not what they're expecting and waiting for things to start? Uh, I think that's kind of a bit what we saw. Yeah, I mean, I would I would uh, chalk it up to some unfamiliarity with uh, with this particular server and this particular game, and that it, it kind of sets itself apart almost immediately from what they might be used to. Um, at least for those people who who participated in the uh, tutorial uh, command challenge, of which some did not. Yeah, so that was kind of the first thing that everyone jumped into was the uh, launching the ship uh, command tutorial, which this time around I wasn't did not have the challenge set up. It was just do this whenever, um, which has pros and cons, I think. Um, without being as competitive, more focused on the tutorial side of things to make sure that you're not rushing it and you're actually reading and looking at all the different things. Yep. Um, Jess, as somebody who uh, recently played, how did you feel that this compared to your uh, tutorial challenge? I think the change to make it not competitive is a good one because I remember playing you know we were just all over the place everyone was you know some people would show up in one channel and be like we need to do this thing and someone else would be like that thing's already been done we're on this step now and there was just a lot of difficulty with like a lot of communication and a lot of disconnect between the players hopping into the different sub channels so it was just kind of hard to learn the game i do kind of miss that chaotic aspect of it because it was a lot of fun to watch in dark forest and to play in Summit when there was that level of competition. But I think it's better to teach players how to play the game. And I think it's an especially good choice when we have so many people who are new to it and who have no idea what they're doing right off the bat. Yeah, and I even noticed that when yep. we were testing this challenge that like even all of us who know commands and how to communicate somewhat, um, it was still kind of chaotic. We didn't know where people were. We were trying to rush through things. And I, I even got to the end and I was like, did we do this step? And, and I noticed some of the some of the players were like, did we finish all of this? Did we do this? Um, even though they'd gotten the the you've you're ready to launch the ship command, they were still confused if they'd missed some things. Yeah, I mean it's um there's, it's a lot of info to take in, I, and I hope uh, I hope that they went back and kind of went through the channels if they could, um, and um, and looked at some of that stuff that they might not have noticed the first time around. Um, there were definitely some people who picked up on. Um, were they able to go back through sub channels to see things? Uh, you know, I doubt it. Honestly, the way the way that the way that production has it set up, that history disappears when you leave the channel. So uh, ideally they were paying attention when it happened. I think at least one person was, we could talk about them a little later probably, but um, yeah, there was definitely information there to be ascertained and uh, that could kind of give you an idea of uh, how to use this, this uh, functionality, this system in place uh, further down as the, as the game progresses. Yeah, and so both of the times that this has been done as a challenge, uh, in Dark Forest and Summit, there was a reward for the check-in immunity challenge, which didn't really come into play either time. Um, and that kind of might have been easier to just drop it and just let them do that as sort of the um, first part of the game. Uh, so yeah. I'm curious, sort of jumping into that from the marooning where everything was quiet, was it sort of do we think that was just the players getting ready for the game i honestly believe that you know zach zach uh, we saw ask ryan that you know no one's talking it says we should talk and introduce ourselves but uh i don't want to be the first one um and then gd dropped uh, something in there and uh and, and zach ended up being the first one anyway um more power to him i say go for it but uh i think people were afraid to stand out um i guess i don't know what the uh, maybe that's common in other orgs or as everyone kept telling us well they don't do maroonings like this in other orgs and i'm like okay well you're not in other orgs you're in this org so uh you know you do what you know go with the flow but um 
it's hard to break people out of habits like that, I guess. I don't know. I think at least CeCe was saying that um, he didn't want to play with all these younger kids. So introducing themselves in their ages could have played against the, the 15 and 16 year olds could have played against them in the sense of not getting them on CeCe's good side. Not that CeCe is the be all and end all, but that's one person that we know is less keen on playing with the younger kids. Yeah. And there's a, there's, there's definitely talk already in some of the DM channels about, have you noticed how many kids are in this tribe? So uh, it could, it could become a thing. Um, if, uh, if they allow themselves to go in that direction and not be, and, and use that as an easy way to draw a line. So uh, if, if, uh, if there's anything you can do, early to avoid separating yourself from people in a negative way, then it's probably best to uh, avoid that. And, and so that's, that's, that's not a bad thought, uh, PB. I'm, I'm kind of curious almost like what would happen if they did like that Jeff Probst kind of thing of you in the yellow shirt, what's your name? You ask a question about this season, what it means, uh, sort of use that to get people talking. Uh, I also seen other orgs where they have like a chart of everyone's pronouns, time zones, ages, I think could be helpful possibly. Um, or if you just kind of, that should be a thing that you're coming up in conversation. Or yeah. Like a sense or two introduction for people. What we, what we know from this production team is they like to be as hands off as possible. So, I mean, I don't think Ryan ever wants to be, a person who uh, other than in like in tribal council where it's appropriate does stuff that could influence the game. And so by asking a question, forcing somebody into a position where they might feel uncomfortable like that right off the bat, that, that may not be something that he's a fan of. I don't know. I mean, I like it when we see it on the, on the game itself, but um, that might be something that uh, production avoids. Well, so was it the Leviathan tribe that finished first in the launching the ship challenge? At least they got it done quicker. Yeah, they did it pretty efficiently, I thought. Um, and uh, and and there was there was there seemed to be good communication. And honestly, I think that there were more of them who were actually participating. Um, don't know that for a fact, but it seemed that way. Uh, Scylla hit a, a roadblock at some point and got uh, got kind of turned around before they got back on track, but. Uh, I think they must have finished in maybe like 15 minutes or so after uh, Leviathan got done. And I was a little surprised looking back. It didn't look like there was a ton of communication because uh, when we tested, we had a voice channel. I was trying to corral people, do chat a bit. Um, that's why kind of everyone was just going wherever and figuring that out from there. Yeah, they're going to, I hope they, uh, I hope they embrace the voice channel for the, uh, for the for the useful tool that it is but they did not do that for this challenge um also who i guess who's been standing out so far for everyone and of course you had some notes on kind of activity levels for people yeah um i guess i'll, I'll start with leviathan because they were like i said like we like we kind of hinted at the uh, the most uh the most active tribe um there was at least one person who just seems to have not done anything um, and that was Devin. Um, I, I can't find much of anything from Devin, not no messages. Um, he has very few of the DM channels. Um, he was, uh, he kind of stood out when I was looking through this. Um, this tribe tends to be a little bit more active uh, in DMs, um, but the, I, I kind of have a middle group of Deadly, Gwen, Dano, or, and Mini Ninja who either had some combination of uh, participating heavily in the, uh, the challenge or having a lot of DMs. Um, sometimes, you know, kind of a, a, little, a little mix of those. Um, but that seems like a, a solid little middle group of people that you wouldn't necessarily, you'd have a hard time picking from them who, who would be the least involved. Um, but the three standouts on that tribe, just in terms of activity and engagement uh, with other players would be Mason, Flair and CC. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what other people have noticed on, on as far as that tribe goes. I was saying um, 
<laughs> um, I agree that those top three that you brought up were the ones that I was sort of seeing as the active ones. But one of the things that was sort of interesting to me anyway was that like I saw in a flare and CC DMs that sort of they were both agreed that Mason was sort of another one of their tops. And I did just look back at there. It seems like flare and Mason had some conversation, but what I was seeing more of was CC with the other two. Um, but I think it's sort of, I'm curious if that's a fledgling alliance or if that's just a, those are the people who are willing to talk to each other right now kind of situation. And then they'll find other people as time goes on. Is it a first day of school, you make friends with the people you can, so you're not totally alone kind of thing? Or is it a, this is FTC kind of thing? Oh, I think it's way, as it were. I don't know. I mean, it may be way too early to talk about FTC, okay. but when you're talking, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that too, Bird. That um, that uh, Mason was being kind of pulled in, but no one ever actually. Neither it doesn't look like either Flair or CC has gone to Mason and said, "Hey, why don't the three of us get together?" You know, they're talking about including him, but they haven't talked to him about including him so that's uh, that is something they might want to rectify before before long and as far as i can tell we don't yet have any form of conversation in the subsets we haven't seen any group of people two people in the sub channels for a private conversation i mean of course it's just they want so. yeah uh, as far as that being the main way to solidify alliances, we haven't really seen that happen. And to be fair, we haven't really seen a ton of that since Discordia, almost. In terms of adding an actual group of people. This is true. This in, you know, actually doing alliance. I think like Nox and Lurker would try that. Um, and like occasionally in Dark Forest, but I think subchannels have sort of taken on the role of more so being the place where you hunt for things. But people hunting together seems to be like a bonding, bonding experience. <laughs> and the reverse, which obviously we wouldn't see on day one, is people preventing other people from hunting by lurking in the sub channels and trying to to make it a space where people can't talk about solidifying alliances and can't um, command hunt without without a babysitter. Yeah. I think this season, if you, you've been, uh, it's one hour now in a sub channel without having to refresh. And when you do the sub channel command, it deletes after two minutes. So if you can sneak out, but it does send a message, I believe if you return to camp. So you can sneak out, but you can't quite always sneak back in. As a viewer, I'm actually finding that deleting message thing more confusing because I don't know where they went. So then if you're trying to follow someone as they go from somewhere to somewhere, because we can see the record of what was said, but we can't see where they went, I find that it's actually hard to be like, wait, which sub-channel did they go to next? Because they just disappeared. Yeah, I have, I've been having to kind of, last night, uh, Zach was hopping around from, um, on Scylla was hopping around from channel to channel and it was kind of hard to uh, keep track of where he had been and where he was going, but so you just kind of have to hit them all. Yeah, so I guess before we move on to talking about Scylla we can go to the next part of the game, which is a fun twist that, um, as per email, each tribe has to elect a ship captain. Um, I don't think we've seen this twist since Discordia, but this is always a very fun activity uh you know because on the one hand you sort of want that captain role you know give, give you some safety be a leader put yourself in a power position but that also can paint a target on you for the rest of that game um i mean it worked out for clever but not as much for devil going all the way back i believe those were the two captains yeah um, it's the it's that it's the classic uh, survivor conundrum you know uh, are you gonna are you gonna step up for that hero role um, because if uh, if you do and you and you falter, you're you're an easy mark. You know you're an easy target. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I would do that this early. Uh, I think it was Gwen for Leviathan 
and uh, maybe Zach Frisilla, who popped into the uh, the ship channels and say, hey, we need to talk about this. And I jokingly said, well, you know, if you're the one who initiates the conversation, everybody might see you as just the easy person to vote for, for captain, especially since you can do it anonymously. Um, but uh, I don't know. There, has, there hadn't been a lot of discussion. It, it, it's kind of picked up. Like, I personally don't know that I would volunteer, especially this early, um, when you're looking when you, you, you know, you, you know, you could be a first vote out and you don't want to really give anybody, like I said, you don't want to have a reason to stand out, um, especially on that a first vote out. So uh, you don't want to make it easy for anybody. Failing as a leader is an easy way to separate yourself from the rest of your tribe. Uh, where, would, where would you fall on that? Those who have played and those who still aspire to when I played in Dollar Viver, there was a captain twist and two of the captains were the next vote outs. Um, and one of them made it, I think all the way to the end, but hadn't really done much else. It was sort of, they had the captain, but didn't really do much with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a target and it's a very, it can be a short-term benefit for a, a long-term loss. And that's not really a position that I would want to put myself in, especially for, for me, if I'm one of the more active people already, I don't think I would want that extra target on myself. I feel like if you knew you were on a strong tribe and you knew you were going to win, which obviously we can't know because it's the beginning of the season, and furthermore, you knew you had a strong social game, again, which you don't really know here, then I feel like maybe there's some benefit to it. But I think the risk of either losing immediately and being the scapegoat or people thinking that you stepping up is a power play, I just feel like those are two bigs of risks that personally, I, that wouldn't be a risk I'd be willing to take. So as a counterpoint to what Bird was talking about, I feel like my experience on Rootkit didn't really reflect that at all. Uh, largely, that's my fault. But the three power players who were clearly in charge, the Hen, DC, KT combo, didn't really get targeted for leading the tribe. And I know that was an unofficial captain position and it's definitely not the same thing. But even you know before the swap, I don't think anyone was really talking about voting them off. I didn't really see that happen though. I can't be sure. But I know after the swap, there was really no talk of even trying to get them out, which again, is partly my fault. But it can sometimes happen that even when leaders fail you, you still feel like that's a powerful player. That's a good person to have around. They stepped up, they tried to lead us. And even if they failed, that's still more than the rest of us did. So maybe we should keep them around. And well, yeah. And when they, uh, when they comprise more than, uh, you know, approximately half of your current tribe, they still have power regardless of whether or not they lose. So, yeah, I mean, in your situation, you know, you were, you were, you were screwed coming and going, I think um, at this point, it's uh, at this point, it's uh, it's, uh, you know, it's still early, but yeah, I, I agree. If you're like at this point, like if um, say someone from that group, Mason flair and CC were to step up and honest and actually, Looking at the conversation, it looks like Flair is going to be the um, the candidate for captain. Um, I think at this point, those three might have already built enough momentum for their for that trio, even if Mason doesn't necessarily know he's a part of it, to uh, to be able to swoop up two other votes and get somebody out. So I think Flair at this point could recover from a loss. I'm not so sure about what's on the uh, the person who looks like. They're going to get picked on uh, on Scylla, though. I'm also curious if this might be leading to another potential twist, um, whether it's giving the captains immunity for a round or two. Mm. Uh, there's always a possibility if maybe you think, I don't know if anyone's brought up that possibility in either a confessional or a DM, but if you maybe think you're not in a good position and aren't sure about your tribe, that could be something. Um, you also always have to wonder if this is going to lead to a swap. You may be before oh the first immunity challenge. You never know. That would be terrible. <laughs> captain swap? Like just the two? Ooh. Or the captains choose who to swap. <laughs> schoolyard pick? A schoolyard pick, yeah. I hope not. not. I really hope. Early, but... 
But I think Jess in in Scylla, for her part, hasn't said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a great captain. She's sort of done the, I'm willing to try very, like, humble. So I don't necessarily think it'll backfire on her too much because she hasn't gone out with the, like, I'm the best captain. It is going to be me. Um, nor has Flair, for her part. But I don't think anyone has been very aggressive about it. Everyone's just like, whatever the group wants, I'm happy with, which is the smart play right now. But yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to rock the boat. And honestly, yeah, <laughs> do not rock the boat. <laughs> See what I did there? We, we do. Yeah, I'm great. I'm just going to be, I'm, 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 I'm killing it. It's just natural. So if Jess does become the captain on the Scylla tribe, does that make her another Jessa captain? <laughs> Mm. Oh, boo. Boo. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. I'm trying hard enough to stand out as it is here. Yeah, you got it. Don't worry about it. You'll, there's all, there, there, you'll always be the OG Jess. All right, good. Um, That's number was, one as you're being called. <laughs> um, before, we, before we go to Scylla, though, uh, I was going to uh, love the... 28 potential DM channels that uh, could be in Leviathan. They have 21 uh, with Mason and CC being the only players who have all seven of their potential uh, DM channels open. Um, I found that interesting that Gwen was uh, remarking to Dano that she felt like she, he and CC were the most active. Um, so there could be some uh, cross pollinization there and, um, you know, Gwen, Gwen thinks that she, Dano, and Cece are very active, whereas Cece is building more of a relationship with Mason and Flair. Um, so that, that Gwen could be a good fourth for them um, if they realize what's going on here, or that could create some, uh, you know, uh, a logjam in, uh, in, in perception of alliances and, and in, uh, and in uh, you, know, uh, you know, who's being active. Um, and, like, nobody's talking about Devin because I think they've forgotten – this person is even playing the game. So do you think the vote totals on Captain are made public? Because I'm sort of curious if they're actually going to be unanimous or not, or if there's going to be a little bit of people not voting for the people that they say they're voting for. I think uh, this early there's no reason to lie. Unless yeah. you're voting for yourself. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's like it's one of those unnecessary lies. That could get you in trouble, or it could stir things up. If you're a chaos type of player, would uh, Ari? Would do you see a situation in which you would uh, throw a rogue vote on somebody just to kind of stir the pot? I think this early, it's just tough to know where people stand and who you're wanting to target. Um, I mean, maybe if you're in a situation where there's a particular player who you see in the cast name and that you see as a target that maybe you want to stir that pot uh, without telling them to their face that you see them as a target. Um, not that there's a particular example that comes to mind from any past seasons, but I, I, something like that could be, um, you know, if you think the votes are going to be public or maybe you want yourself to be captain and you want to go but do that behind the scenes, I'm not actually sure if that would be effective. They can't vote for themselves. They were told that, so that would be oh. interesting. But I think, I mean, if you're going to become the captain in a split vote, is that really something you want to do at this point in the game? No. Honestly, yeah, you want to find a, you want to find a something that everybody can agree on and just pile on and be done with it and let them uh, let them take any potential heat. That's 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 that would be my that would be my strategy. Mostly, yeah, it's looking at the... No, they, I think they may vote for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can, yeah. Okay, I yeah. thought you said they can't. I was confused. No. Oh, no, no, yeah, you're... Um, yeah, so going to the Scylla tribe, um, before we get to some of the other excitements that have gone on there, who's standing out, there's, I think, less, a little less activity overall, and I think some of us long-time fantasy movie leaguers are a little disappointed that we haven't seen as much from Sully. Maybe that steps up when he gets off work. Um, but still, I mean, some pretty active personalities around this side, I think. All right. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm just going to start with Jamal because I kind of see Jamal as the uh, Stilla version of Devin. Um, did not participate in the challenge. 
or the tutorial challenge, hardly any DMs, very few DM channels opened in the ones, you know, very few DM channels open and hardly any DMs in the ones that he does have open and hasn't spoken that much in the ship channels or the sub channels. Um, I think he popped up a little bit more this late this morning, but he's been largely absent. Um, so, I mean, if I'm, if I'm eyeing this tribe, if I'm on this tribe, I'm kind of eyeing somebody like Jamal as a, as a good first, as a first, as a good first boot. Um, let's see. Uh, and then we got Jess and Crystal and Jess may be moving up in this, uh, in this regards because she has kind of stepped up to volunteer for captainship. Um, but she kind of helped with the challenge and then just straight up ghosted um, in the afternoon after the, uh, after the challenge was over um, and really didn't do much DMing. Uh, Crystal was pretty much the same way, helped out with the challenge and then straight up just bailed on the, uh, on DMs and talking to people um, like a level above them and only slightly uh, were RDT24 and Sully. And Sully showed up late because he was working, um, but he made the effort of going into here and going, hey, um, this is what happened. This is why I wasn't available. Um, you know, I'm feel free to DM me. And, you know, and he started working the DMs um, more than those other three have. RDT, RDT24 has been um, semi-active, kind of like Sully, helped with the challenge, uh, has been participating in some DM conversations. Um, so I would kind of package those two together. Um, and then the, that would leave Sam's, Moss, and Zach. Uh, Moss is a, a lot of the ORG's favorites. Um, they, because of past success in other uh, or, ORG's, Sam's has played a few, um, it, it would appear. And, um, but he's been pretty active, talking to a lot of people, helped out a lot in the challenge. Zach has been doing a lot. I mean, if you ask me, like Zach was the standout of day one, um, worked a lot of, worked a lot of DMs, helped out a lot with the challenge. Um, and most importantly, Zach was uh, picking up on some of the stuff he learned from the tutorial challenge and uh, actually started what would appear to be an advantage cascade when he used treasure in the ship channel. Um, I told him to go look for look go look for a key because uh, there could be a treasure chest that the key would open um, on the uh, on the deck. So uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people were kind of seemed to be down on Zach, but uh, I'm not seeing it yet. He's been very engaging. He hasn't come on too strong, I thought. Um, and uh, you know he's uh, and he's working the he's working the the commands. So uh, yeah, Zach is the star of day one in my opinion. Um, and uh, he and, and, and Moss is going to be a, a threat. And, and, and I, th I have Sam's kind of lumped in with them. Curious to see what everybody else has been seeing with regards to Scylla. I want to chime in on Zach. I really like what he was doing yesterday. I'm excited to see him command hunting. Um, to see at least someone doing that. I think he was basically the only person who was command hunting. There was a bit of confusion where he'd try to ship command and that brought up some weird time looking things and we thought that was something, but apparently it wasn't. I'm still quite curious. May never know. I think it was just a default bot response of some sort. But like, I don't know, I went and looked up the list of YAG commands and I couldn't see anything about it. But I'm not I'm not convinced that that's nothing. Um, <laughs> I think production uh, might be a little bit cagey with that, uh, in my opinion, but uh, maybe it is. I, I, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm a little suspect that that doesn't, isn't important, but uh, we'll see, I guess. I mean, if you're supposed to see something from a challenge later on, or just something players are not supposed to see yet, having it be a response to a command line, it sounds very dangerous. I mean, you know, usually the commands are, they're sort of like cascade right they're something that you wouldn't figure out until you the steps of the cascade like pouring boiling water over a frozen stump um it's just i don't know it's a little strange to me and i'm just my i'm just trying to find out what it is but again we may yeah you I say agree. that sounds dangerous i say that sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> bird where are you on uh i saw you i saw you nodding your head a lot when i was talking about zach how, how are you feeling about the the Scylla tribe 
He's like probably my personal favorite so far. I'm like going back and forth on if I want to make him my winner pick or not, because I'm worried that he's going to somehow get some sort of target on his back. But I don't know. I like that he seems to be enterprising. He's trying stuff out. I think he's on vacation right now, but he was command hunting in the middle of the night last night, which I just feel like shows a little bit of dedication. I'm a little bit worried because it looks like he might be out during the day today, which could be a little bit of a issue. But I think that... I don't know. He reminds me of Bread in that, like, he seems like he's a nice kid, and I like that he's taking the chances to, like, go try some stuff out, and I don't know. I want to see where he can go. I don't want him to go because I want to see him explore some more stuff, so that's sort of where I'm at on the whole Zach train. I agree. So, I think I pieced together that Zach was in Red Panda Org, which I was spectating a little bit. And if I remember correctly, he was the one who was going around basically the first or second travel and coming up with like four or five different plans and just all over the place when it came to trying to strategy and was like blindsiding three different people. Um, and that naturally got him booted pretty soon after. Um, I could be misremembering um, if that is Zach and we start to see that once tribal councils start, to, nautical councils start to roll around, it will be very fun for us. And I don't expect him to make it a whole lot further um, unless he finds the key and opens the treasure chest and finds something exciting inside there and maybe uses that to survive a bit longer. I hope so. I'm with Bird on this. I want to. I want to see the kid. Uh, I want to see the kid survive. You know, learn from your past mistakes you know, you know, develop as a player, uh, you know, adjust your strategy from org to org. Um, I'm not, I'm not down on him yet. Um, and, and I won't, it'll, it'll take a lot for him to do to get me to be actively rooting against him at this point. I mean, cause uh, he seems very likable. That's all I got to say. I think with the bread comparison, if he goes out or when he goes out, he will do it with style. It will be, it will be it will be epic. It will be reminiscent of Redacted's elimination. No, no. <laughs> I think Bread's elimination more than Redacted's. Yes, yes, please. Fingers crossed. Last big moves, and then until everyone gets sick of it. Hopefully. So, in terms of that tribe, it looks like Jess is likely to be the captain. Jess, is this Jess number two? Is that? what we're calling her now yes just number two um on that tribe strangely enough i i think they've picked up their dms um they too have 21 of their 28 possible uh, dm combinations with moss zach and surprisingly considering um where i think i mean where she might be uh, stationed at this point crystal um has all of her dms she has been working dms so uh good on her um, and Crystal is our 911 operator, right? Or am I getting that Crystal? No, that's Gwen. Okay, I'm sorry. Crystal is the one that's also that's Cheese's friend in Red Pandora also. That's right. Okay. So, but she's working the DMs now, it looks like, just from notifications I'm seeing in her channels. Um, and she's one of the few that has all of them open. So, good for her. I mean, that's why they're there. Um, if if uh, if if you leave the game not having spoken to everybody, you can, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah, so I guess um, in terms of going forward, if we have, assuming we are coming up on an immunity challenge that will likely be wrapped up by tomorrow, and we are not headed for a split later this afternoon or a tribe swap, um, who do we think are the most likely, we, I think we touched on it a little bit, but the most likely, I guess, candidates for boot on either tribe, depending on what we see over the next day when it comes to nautical council. And, and unless they pick up their activity um, or have a great challenge performance, I mean, I would, Jamal and Devin seem like the most likely to go by, by my reckoning, um, just based on empirical numbers of, of what they're uh, of, of what they have done uh to this point but that's not always why people go i like look at last year nikki last season nikki didn't miss a uh didn't miss a check-in 
He worked the overnight shift. He did like 14 check-ins on the, uh, on the fire. Still gets voted out. Do we think we see with this cast the early vote still based on activity? Or do we think some of these more experienced, longtime players, some of them a little younger, might be looking to take out maybe even a power player or assemble some sort of alliance or draw some lines in the sand, even maybe even at the first tribal council? It could happen. I mean, if the old if the old versus young narrative uh, ramps up, uh, you might see a a move by the younger kids to uh, try to take out somebody who's older. Those it's like young. If anything, it's the older players concerned about the younger players than it is the yeah. younger players concerned about the older players. I think I do think you're right about that. I could see uh, I could see CC uh, trying to get a, uh, a, a get get a, one of the younger players out just based on their uh, their ability to cope with said younger players. So, um, and Devin. Mason, who are both younger players. I don't know, I don't feel like he has a bias in one direction or another. Um, there have been some interesting interactions given the players' ages, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure that he would try to vote out a younger player just because they're younger. That doesn't seem like the type of thing he'd do. He also is only 23, which isn't, which is below the the average age of the season. Is it so. really? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and of course you got the captain. So like if the cat, if there's just a complete meltdown, um, you can look at somebody like you could try to take out the captain. Um, I would say the captains are in, are, in danger, um, Flair less so. I think Flair will have uh, the support she needs to get by regardless. Do we think one tribe is favored over the other when it comes to the first challenge? Um, if we are guessing that it's a sort of check-in challenge, uh, I think we've talked about the Leviathan tribe being more active and they also have a pretty strong lead when it comes to the polls right now, probably because of that. But I think we also definitely saw in Summit where the tribe that seemed to be more active, strategic, planning, uh, ended up, uh, those in the early days, ended up, no offense to our friend here, not necessarily carrying over as well to the challenges, um, even the second challenge at the very beginning. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> Do we see spreadsheets in high seas? Oh, 100%. There's no way we don't. What do you mean? I mean, for, for challenges, maybe, but I uh, I guess we do have a couple of players who made PowerPoints, but I can't really see anyone making a spreadsheet for a challenge. We might not have the same in-depth screen sharing of a spreadsheet that has 12 pages on it. <laughs> not referencing anyone in particular. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we'll see that's, much that's more. Good. That's definitely going to be a thing. So they're going to have to plan out a check-in challenge, and we're going to see time slots filled. I would, I would hope so. I would be I would surprised hope. if we do not. Yeah, that would be that would be disappointing. Um, but yeah, I think Leviathan is the um, the clear early favorite. But you know, Le Leviathan, you don't want to. Could it could it could be a rookie uh, situation? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. A lot of it will depend on what the challenge is. But, uh, and I do believe Ryan just indicated uh, not too long ago that uh, we should know what the challenge is in about 12 minutes our time, so. And it's definitely gonna be exciting to see. Um, I don't think we have a whole lot of a sense yet of who is going to be those power players in challenges and those immunity threats. Um, and I think we'll start seeing that as this goes on, we've seen how people chat with each other in DMs, but we also haven't seen who's organizing the tribe. And if we get a, a check-in challenge, that kind of thing starts to come up like we saw with Sam last season saying, I'm not gonna put myself out there. Oh, I just did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, someone will, uh, someone will uh, look a lot better by the end of this uh, challenge than, than they're looking right now. Um, and it's always fun to, uh, 
determine and see who, who that person is. And somebody will be looking a lot worse than they're looking right now. And um, hopefully uh, whatever happens, I just want to see participation. I, I don't want anyone to kind of slack. I would like to see all eight members of both tribes step up and do their part and make it hard to pick somebody to vote off. Because, you know, I would, I would like to see a contentious first tribal council. Uh, so do we want to do some quick winner picks while we're all here and think about who we might be looking at going forward? I'll let you guys go first. I'll let our guests. You want to go first? I can go first. All right. Uh, so I'll go first. Uh, currently, my winner pick in the winner picks channel is Square. And uh, currently, I don't want to change that. I feel like Flair is nice and active. She's talking to a lot of people, um, but hasn't really like done anything command hunting wise. Hasn't, I mean, she's looking like she's going to be the captain for a lot of strong relationships. Um, hasn't done much command hunting or anything hunting, but I think that she's she's going to be an interesting captain. It's good that she's putting herself out there like that. Um, and I hope to see her, you know, lead the tribe well and not put her a target on her back while doing humble proposing that. And so I think, I hope she'll go far. I also really have, I have to say, I really like her use of Sharky. I believe she's the only player I've seen using Sharky and I have to be biased toward whoever uses Sharky. Nice. Um, I think I changed my winner pick in the course of this conversation. Um, so do with that what you will. Um, I think if people who watch Summit will recall my merge winner pick was Spencer. And while I'm not sure I actually believed that he maybe actually had a shot at winning, I guess I sort of feel like for me, the winner pick is more about picking someone that I want to root for and sort of feeling like that's someone that I want to see do well and um, go far. I also like to pick someone that a lot of other people didn't pick. Um, so I just changed mine to Zach, I think, um, because as I said, I just think I'm excited <coughs> to see what he's done so far. I think he's got a chance if he can sort of play his social game right. I guess we haven't seen his performance and challenges yet, but I feel like the fact that he was willing to go out there and try command hunting implies to me that he's maybe got a chance at doing well. Um, and I just, I want a winner pick that's someone that I want to be cheering for and rooting for. And so I, he's someone that I want to see go far. So I, that's that's where I'm at. I can respect that. Absolutely. I am, um, I'm currently, my winner pick is Mini Ninja because I liked her little bio on the dossier but that could change in the next, what, 10 hours? Okay. So we've got, so far we've got, uh, what was that, Ari? You want to take one? Um, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that this person can maintain their, um, this level of interaction without uh, rubbing people wrong eventually, but uh, I wouldn't, and maybe they, they need to tone down certain other behaviors, uh, but I can see CC going a long way. Um, so, I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably going to be rooting for Zach, but for now I'll, uh, I'll pick CC as my uh, pre first challenge uh, winner. A CC win would definitely be a very entertaining season. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm still torn. Um, for the sake of this conversation, I guess I'll say Moss. Um, now they've gotten some love from people who've seen her in other Survivor games where she's done well. Um, I was kind of impressed with the way she's going through the DMs. Um, I think I commented that she reminds me of a good journalist in the way that she asks questions and gets people to open up. And when it comes to game information, that's a very, very valuable skill to have. Um, good level of activity seems to kind of have a grasp of the game. Um, this one I was considering was Dano, who no one mentioned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think these are all good picks. Uh, 
there. I mean, at this point, I don't think anyone would be surprising if they got to the end. Even Devin or Jamal, if they come back saying they were on vacation for a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dano was Dano. Dano was my uh, current pick in the uh, in the winners' pick uh, thing, and I think I need to change that uh, just based on what we got going on right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I th- it could be any of these five. Or, or it could be someone we're not even uh, we're not even isn't even on our radar right now. Um, and it you know it's it takes a lot of luck, a lot of effort, and just so many things falling into place to determine who's going to win this game. And for me, it's 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 rarely about you know setting sail. It's it's not even about reaching that final port. It's about all the rough waters along the way, um, and that's that's what we're here to see. We're here to see the the shit show, um, and I'm excited for it to get started. Or ship show, as it were. Oh, so good. <laughs> this has been a spectacular episode for puns. It has. Been all around. Good um, job. Good any job. Other thoughts we've had, first impressions, or what we're expecting in the next couple of days? Can I just ask real quick, has any member of production used the word tribe? Because as far as I can tell, like they're completely replacing the word tribe with the word ship and the word tribal with the word nautical. Right? That's just me. Uh, oh, wait, wait, we have a message from Ryan Plexty yesterday, 6.27 p.m. However, I'd say his tribe is the talkative one. So maybe a, a slip of the tongue for our own host. Sorry to call you out there, Ryan. Yeah, other than that, it seems like we're kind of avoiding the words, which is just, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I definitely am enjoying the whole nautical theme of this season. It's very fun. Yeah, I like that they, I like that it appears they've gone all in with calling it nautical council and, you know, and, 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 and in those situations where it, it wouldn't necessarily, you know, like calling it nautical council, that's just that little extra touch that, that makes it stand out for me. Um, I like it. I think we saw a first time viewer who thought that Alliance had always been ocean themed and that was really amusing. I think it was- I think that was Zach actually. Was, it was. Yeah, in the, in the summit uh, viewer's lounge, I think. Um, but I think that's sort of funny that, you know, Ryan leans so hard into the lore and builds all of that up that like, we get this immersion that if you haven't been around long enough, don't even necessarily know that this isn't, that this is a recent build. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good. It's going to be fun. And we're about two minutes out of the challenge reveal at this point. Yes. So just by the time you listen, you'll have a better sort of sense of where that's going. And if any of those speculations we had about this challenge made any sense at all. Uh, but yeah, that should definitely be exciting. And uh, I'm excited to see where these next few days go with everyone. Yeah, buckle up. Strap in. Prepare for rough waters. <laughs> Are there buckles on the boat? Life jackets. Life, put your life jackets on. There you go. Fasten ye hatches. Well, I, th- I think that I think that's good for um, this. This has been a whole lot of fun having so many fun guests here. Thanks so much, Jessica, Peanut Butter, and Bird for joining us here in Colorado today. It was lovely to see all of y'all. Glad you could make it onto the show. Thank you for letting, letting us, us. Yeah. Thank you for letting us join you. Thank you for letting us join you. Thank you. No, no thanks necessary. Thank you. Thank that young man sitting next to you on the couch. Thank you. Um, yeah, and thanks for everyone listening. We will be back soon and with you the entire season um, for more talking about alliance. Until then. Uh, Take care, everyone. Have fun. Peace. Um, For the record, I was having a hard time hearing Bird. Uh, You might want to reposition Bird if you can.
<laughs> y'all, all, all four of y'all, all four of y'all need to just squeeze in on that couch. <laughs> Cozy. All right. Is this friends? <laughs> there you go. Wait, where where is Cal? He is sleeping. It's Sunday. Oh, it's nap time. Yes. <laughs> no, is it Sunday? 